Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode four of What a Save. This is your host, Tyler Niles, and my trusty co-host, my man, Brandon Lewis. What's up, baby? What's going on? It's been a while. It's uh, been a little bit of a hiatus for us. Uh, with you coming back from your trip around the globe, not really, but you know, you did a little bit of a of a trucking along the east side of the United States. So why don't you uh, start it off and tell us a little bit about it? Yeah. Oh man, I am first off just so happy to be back. Uh, I loved it. It was great. It was a lot of fun. Definitely needed it. But man, I'm just ready to talk some hockey, baby. You think you have any uh, highlights that you'd like to share about any places you went to uh, along the way? Um, Yeah, we went to Key West. That was probably my highlight. Honestly, St. Louis was great too. Uh, Those people, the great people in St. Louis, they get to live there and watch the Blues. Man, I'm jealous of them. Um, You know, as a Bruins fan, they, they stuck a dagger in me in 2019. And let me tell you, just just from visiting them, it stings a little less. I won't lie to you. If if I were to ever go there, move there, whatever, I would gladly bandwagon that team. Well, I mean, maybe not right now. Currently, where they're they're sitting, they 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 they're they're struggling a little bit, but I'm sure they'll they'll bounce back from this weird season that they had this year. But I I don't blame you. Uh, St. Louis sounds like it's really nice. Sounds like a nice place to live. I've heard good things. So. Uh, yeah, let's jump right into hockey, shall we? Yeah, why not? What do you, uh, I mean, you know what? Let's just start off with the uh, Stanley Cup Finals, right? Yeah, we got a little bit of catching up to do. We do, we do. We'd never really gone into uh, the Western and Eastern Conference matchups. We did Carolina and, um, oh my God, I'm, I'm blanking here. Carolina and Florida, duh, Florida's in the finals. That was a wash. You know. Which 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 I expected it to be. I, I, I kind of said that after the jump that Florida got on them. I was like, okay, yeah, this this series isn't going too too far. Uh Carolina just couldn't figure it out quick enough and they paid their dues for it. And now they're what, like four years four years the the last four times that they've been in the Stanley Cup uh the Eastern Conference finals, they've gotten swept. So that's uh yeah. That's something you got to break the slump of. I mean, that that sounds almost as worse as the fucking yeah, 12 games straight. The fucking Toronto series, the Toronto uh curse. Uh it's nothing to be proud of, so hopefully they can figure that out. I know. I don't know which one I'd rather have, man. Like losing in the first round for like 15 years straight or whatever it was or your your last 3 Eastern Conference uh finals you, you lose 12 straight like you don't you get swept every time that's i don't know man that's embarrassing that's a problem that that's that's a gut wrench if, if i've ever it is almost heard like, of one because yeah almost like uh if if a team were to ever have this crazy beautiful season you know and then lose in the first round you know that'd be embarrassing too but i mean luckily we haven't had to see that right no we have not but i mean between the the vegas and the dallas series that one was a little bit more of a of of a series worth watching um obviously vegas being the better team they they took it in dominant fashion ending ending out the that series what was it six six to zero or something like that or four to zero it was something pretty nuts i I didn't think dallas would go out like that but yeah it was a blowout and if there's anything about blowouts it's been these first two games of the stanley cup finals florida has no answer absolutely and i don't know man i i just 
I don't see this being a series. I really don't. 5-2, 7-2. And they're doing this against Bob. Bob was lights out. And now they're just rolling him. He got pulled in game two. I don't know. And I heard, I saw that Maurice is going to stick with Bob in game three, which I think is the right move. But at the same time. I, I, I think it's the right move. I definitely think it's the right move. Yeah. And at the same time, though, it's like if they can manage to do what they've done against him the past two games, they're in trouble, man. They're in trouble. And it's been on my mind a little bit. I don't think you count them out. I think I think Florida is definitely going to bounce back. They're going to fight. You can't go through the first place team, the second place team and what the fourth place team and and expect no bounce back. Like there's no chance that Florida doesn't get back at home, feel in their, their comfort zone, and, and get a game. Hopefully two. I'd like to see two. I, I'm not rooting for the Panthers, because honestly, I could care less who wins between these two teams at this point. I'd like to see Panthers win just for the sheer fact that they beat the Bruins, and they're kind of like the team that, like, yeah, usually a Bruins fan would be like, I want to see them, you know, lose. I want to see them lose immediately. But no, I'm kind of the opposite. Uh, I'd like to see them take it all, especially since uh, Bruce Cassidy is with the Vegas Golden Knights and the Bruins fans are already salty all over Reddit and all these other uh, social media spots where you're like, oh, did we let go of them too soon? Blah, blah, blah. It's like, I, I I think when a lot of the media had already addressed that Cassidy had lost the room, you can't. You have to side with the players over the over the coach in that scenario. Because what are you going to do? You're going to drop your whole roster for a coach? Uh, I don't think so. I, I don't think that's how that works. Um, but yeah, I, I don't want to see Cassidy win it just for the sheer fact of we'll never hear the end of it as Bruins fans. And I already am over the complaining that we get from the Bruins fans. Uh, so I, like I'm kind of neutral, but I would like to see Panthers take it. I think that this goes to seven. I originally thought Panthers and six, but I definitely think Panthers are going to come back here. I hope so, just for the fact that I want to see a I want to see a good series. You know, I don't want to see a blowout. Um, we we already saw that with Florida and Carolina, which I mean those games were a lot closer, but regardless, it was a blowout. Um, and I get what you're saying about. Bruins fans and Cassidy because yeah they're all over the place and it's you never know you never know what what could happen we could have had an even worse season uh this year than we did you know I say that not not the worst season but we could have had not as good of a season and not have even made it that far maybe even a first round loss still with Cassidy you never know dude uh, I think I think we as the Bruins needed a change of scenery. And I think Vegas did too. And it's clearly showing, you know, like they're in the finals. And I mean, we saw that with Cassidy too. He, he made it, he took us to the finals, you know, he's, he's a good coach, but I hope, I hope it uh, turns out to be a good series. And going back on what you said about them going home too, that crowd surprisingly has been really like electric. And I think they're going to feed into that. They, they have almost every home game fed into that crowd. Uh, so I can, definitely, I can definitely see that playing a part in this series uh, going back games three and four. And this might be a hot take, but I, 
I agree with you. They're, the fans have been electric there, but I do and will say, and there's no offense to any Panthers fans listening, because I've been honestly kind of on your side throughout this playoffs, is that you can't lie. It's definitely been a little bit of a bandwagoning stage going on here, like because I don't think anyone expected them to be here. I mean, Kachuk said it himself. Um, and yeah, they almost I think missed. it's blowing up out of, out of proportion. And a lot of these fans are jumping on the wagon and riding the wave that is the Panthers right now. And I don't blame them. It's, it's an exciting time to be in Florida. I mean, you have two of your teams in the finals in both uh, basketball and uh, hockey. And both were eight seeds upsetting Boston teams. So that's like a fun little statistic to go off of is that it's never been done where two eighth, eighth seeds have eliminated uh, a team of the same city um, in game sevens while the home team is usually first seeds. So I don't know. It, it's, it's a crazy time right now for Florida fans. Yeah. Miami in general must be lit right now. I mean, when I was down there, it, it was pretty crazy and it was just Eastern Conference Finals. So I can't imagine Stanley Cup Finals and uh, NBA Finals. Um, must, be, must be a party down there more than it already has been or is, um, if that made sense. But yeah, I think my personal thoughts, I think Vegas takes it in, uh, I think they take it in five, to be real with you. I just don't see, I don't see Florida doing much. I, again, I kind of hope they do. I hope they make it a series, but I think Vegas is going to take it in five and call it Dunzo back at home in game five. That's, that's my prediction there. I mean, I, I'd like to agree with you on that, but just kind of going off what I said is like, we, we also have to take into account that Aiden Hill is not a starting goaltender. And I mean, neither was Bobrovsky before this whole postseason started, but like, I don't think Aiden Hill can keep up what he's doing right now. And I mean, I'm not taking it away from him because holy shit, what a save in game one. That was absolutely insane. And I think they rode the wave, but there was actually a, a, a post that Vegas had posted, I think on their Instagram that I had seen. And it's literally just, I guess it's like in warmups where the players shoot on Hill and basically like he has to keep making saves without stopping. So he's doing like these crazy, like flashy saves where he's like rolling over stick, uh, stick paddle saves and all these other crazy things. And maybe that's why he got that one. Uh, and, and definitely might've helped him, uh, in the warmups getting that, uh, getting those, uh, ones on that. Dude, that sounds so fun. It does sound fun. And, but, but just basically what I was saying is I don't think he can keep this up. I think it's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to come back on him. And now I don't think he can't win it for him because, like I said, I, I, think, I think Vegas has a very good chance of winning this series. But I think Bobrovsky is the better goaltender realistically. And I don't see him having three bad games in a row. I definitely think they take game three. Game four will be a toss-up because I know Vegas will fight for it. I mean, granted... All their D men are, are six foot three and above almost, and they're like two hundred twenty plus pounds. I mean, this defensive core by Vegas is crazy. I don't think anyone is realizing how big these guys are. Yeah, they have a very large team um, on their back end, especially as you mentioned. But even even up front, 
Um, they, they're not afraid to play physical. They play gritty, especially a fourth line. Their fourth line is a very gritty fourth line. Uh, they can take it. Um, and, Pan- you know, the Panthers, they've, they're trying to throw their bodies at them. They're trying to uh, antagonize them, instigate them. It's just not working. If anything, it's hurting them because of all the, all the uh, instigator pen- penalties they're getting and all these misconducts, you know, like, dude, their bench was empty at the end of game two. They're, they're just trying to get in Vegas's heads, and I don't think that's the way they, they need to play. I think they, they need to play structural hockey. They need, to, they need to play against what Vegas is doing. They're just, they need to play their, their style of hockey. I mean, you can do that when you're not chasing the lead, right? You can play that gritty game, but I, I think when you're chasing the lead, you, you have to focus on putting the putting those pucks in the back of the net. I think that's your your main cause right there, right? I mean, look at Kachuk, right? Kachuk with that nasty hit on on Eichel, that was that was crazy. Oh yes, that Eichel hit. That Eichel hit was the hit of the playoffs for sure. Um, we talk about the save of the playoffs with with Hill. Well. On the other end, there's there's Kachuk with boom, right there, just nasty hit, open ice. Eichel was kind of he he did toe pick, he was falling a little bit into him, but yeah, that was incredible. Um, and I'm just glad Eichel's okay too. But they're they're again, Panthers are playing that physical gritty game, and it's really not working against them. I don't think they should stray away from it though, uh, as it's part of their game, but. They definitely need to figure something out. They need, to, they need to get it by Hill. They have yet to really be able to do that. I mean, four goals against in two games compared to their 12. You got to figure something out because Hill, as you mentioned, and this isn't really a diss to him, but he's not a starting goaltender. He never really has been. Uh, when they acquired him, I mean, they were saying that he was going to be competing for the backup role against Brossois. And Thompson was the starter. And then they had Leonard. So it, it honestly seems like, like a pipe dream for him to even be in this spot that Leonard didn't. Uh, you know, Leonard's had his issues. Thompson's had his issues. And Rossois being their, their uh, number two right now, it's, Hill is playing out of his mind. But I don't think he was ever supposed to be in the spot he's in right now. It's like I said, passing of the torch. He passed it down from all the, the crazy competition that the goaltenders have given each other. As that, as they've rolled them from uh, Thompson to Brassois to now Hill, you know that you're you're kind of just riding the hot hand. Obviously, with the injuries, you kind of just go down the line and whatever works. Even if someone comes back off an injury, you kind of roll with the hot hand. And right now, that's Hill. But uh, just just going back on that uh, Kachuk hit. I mean, it definitely wasn't dirty. I I'm did he end up getting a misconduct for that that hit? Not for the hit, but he. Uh... It was after there was a little scrum. He ended up getting a misconduct in the scrum. Yeah, and I, and I don't really think that was needed, but I, I know they're trying to crack down on on how the players approach that type of stuff. They're definitely, the league is getting a little bit softer. But um, yeah, I don't think I don't think the hit was a dirty hit at all. No. I mean, even Eichel after the game when he got interviewed was like, it was a clean hit. I just lost my footing and that's what made it look a lot harder than what it was. And it, and it was, you could tell he kind of, he, he blew an edge a little bit and fumbled and kind of leaned right into the hit. And the hit was a nasty one. That's for sure. And, and, it, and it got the crowd going though. So you like to see that stuff in hockey as much as you don't want to see a player like that get injured, especially with the coming off that 
uh, was it spine injury or neck, neck injury yeah. uh, for the, the yeah. surgery that he got. Um, you're definitely worried about his well-being. Um, but I was, I was just going to say uh, right off of that though too and the penalties and all that stuff too is like Kachuk literally has <laughs> Kachuk has 36 penalty minutes served what? in the two games in the finals. Oh my God. Wow, that's uh, so not I don't ideal. Know, yeah, I don't know if I don't know if it's like they're outing him, but it, that's a lot, man. Thirty-six minutes in two games on one single player. That I mean, granted, he had two misconducts last game, so that definitely gives a good chunk. Um, but he's got to he's got to stay out of the box because they need a player like that on the ice for them if they want to win games. Yeah, he's too valuable and he's way too talented to be to be in the box, you know, um, half a game for two games, you know, or over half a game for two games. Uh, yeah, 36 minutes. That is not ideal. You got to have him on the ice. Um, and that's why I say, you know, they, they play that physical instigating and uh, antagonizing game. I think they should they should obviously keep to it, but they need to uh, be more careful because clearly the, the refs aren't, uh, they just aren't taking well to it, I guess. I don't know. Or they're just picking on him. I don't know. It, but, see, you know, both games he gets 10-minute misconducts. I mean, that should uh, tell you something. Hey, there's a lot of fans of other teams like Carolina and, and Toronto were saying that the, the refs were favoring Florida. Well, you can't say that right yeah. now because nope. Vegas is getting a lot of calls going their way. So if if Florida does end up coming back from this, you definitely can't hold it on them for, for saying that, oh, the refs are on their side. Nope. I mean, all that, dude, it, it feels like every year, you know, there's always a debate of, uh, oh, the refs, you know, the, the league is favoring the team. No, dude, it's just... It just happens. You know what I mean? It's hockey. It's the refs are going to make mistakes and they do it all the time. So I do kind of stand by that. I feel like refs have to be, I feel like you should always see the same referees just to have like more consistent calls, if that makes sense. But I know you're worried about the health of the refs because they're an important like integrity to the, to the, to the game, to the NHL. So you need them, you need them healthy. So like, I get why they switch them on and off and you get different ones every game or at home or away, there's different ones. But I definitely think you, you see, you see the consistency or sorry, the inconsistency of the, the calls being made because, and, and it's the same thing with face-offs and face-off dot, uh, you know, scrums and stuff like that. Some get called yeah. back and you have to redo them and then some let them go and, some are a little bit harsher and kick more players out, stuff like that. Like you're going to see a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff more like missed and, or a lot more stuff called when you have those different guys um, in there. I want to touch up on uh, really quick before we segue into our next topic, how Bobrovsky is making 10 million a year and Aiden Hill is making I don't even know. Definitely not 10 million. I don't even think he's making, I think he's making maybe less than two. I don't know how much he's making. I know it's not a lot compared to uh, other starter goaltenders around the league. But does, does this mean that you really don't need an elite 
goaltender to win a Stanley Cup. Look at Avalanche, right? Last year they had uh, was it Kemper and like Francois or something. Uh, I just remember their backup being the guy that led them to the cup. And now you have Aiden Hill, who is going to be their third string guy leading him to a cup. Um, I don't know. It just feels like the league is maybe it's just the abnormal right now, but I feel like you really don't need a, um, an elite goaltender. You just need a hot goaltender. And I feel like that's what they have right now. Oh no, for sure. Um, they definitely have the hot, the hot hand. And, and that's, that's kind of what I was stating with, with the passing of the torch. Um, I, I think they're just, they just struck gold realistically. I, I think he's riding his, his own wave. And to go back on it, I think he's making, he's on a two year 4.30. Uh, so, I mean, that's, that's pretty treat, uh, pretty cheap for a, uh, a third string goalie. I think he's, Two mil- so what is it? Two million? Two years, two million? I think. Yeah, you're right. Yep. Two years, 2.1. Per year? Seven, five. Yeah, something like that. So, I mean, definitely, year. definitely a cheap, a cheap option for what he's get, what they're getting right now. And regardless if he uh, finishes his tenure in, in Vegas, I mean, going back on, trading away goaltenders. I mean, they might get rid of them after they have a, a run with them, just like they did flurry. So we'll, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see where he goes from here. I mean, they might get, I mean, they might get a good offer for him next year. You know, if they win the, they win the cup and they have their goalies that they have, they can get rid of them for a, a high draft pick or a player that they need to fill out the roster. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I'm sure teams are going to be, uh, calling about him and you know he's he's got one more year after this when it comes to contract he's contracts he's definitely going to be um, if he you know can keep up this pace he's he'll definitely earn a uh, a better a bigger paycheck that I don't think Vegas will be able to uh, maybe afford because they can barely afford the guys that they have right now but you know, maybe that maybe that's uh, our segue into the contracts that have been getting thrown around a little bit um, during these finals. Why don't we start with Cole Caulfield, baby? The heart stop, right? I mean, that's a that's a big pickup that they just got for a pretty good deal. If, if, if I'm, uh, I say so myself. I mean, he he pretty much got the same contract that Nick Suzuki got. So they're they're locking in their 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 core for pretty cheap. Um, if I'm Montreal, I'd, I'd be pretty happy with that. Coming off a what like a 40, 40 goal season before getting injured? Yeah, something like that. Kind of ever since they made the switch to uh, Martin Saint Louis as as coach, he's really picked up his game um, because learning from a player of the same size has probably benefited him more than. Not. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you saw it with their, their old coach too. He was struggling a little bit. And then as soon as Mar- Mar- uh, as soon as Marty came in, you know, things kind of, uh, his, his progress, uh, maybe not his progress, but his development accelerated from there. And they just, their team has so many team friendly contracts already that it's like, I don't know, they're going to be able to build a pretty good roster here in the next few years come, come free agency. And, even their uh, Lane Hudson, I think his name is the D man. He's a 
he's going to be a stud coming in. So I, I don't know through free agency and we can, we can obviously talk about it. Um, maybe in a different episode, but they're, they're going to have a good, good core set in, uh, in the next few years to come here. Suzuki 7.8 Caulfield 7.8 Kirby doc for three years, 3.3. That's like a that, steal. That is that a is steal. An dude. absolute like, steal. Cause he has, Oh man. He has really picked up his game since going to Montreal. He's feeding off that crowd. I think I think exactly. it's, it's fueled him more than ever. And I, I made the mistake, just clarifying, he was on pace for 40 goals. He only played 40 games ah. this season, or 46. Really? Yeah, he only played 46 this season, but he had 26 goals in the 46 games that he had played. So he was on pace to 40. I knew I read that somewhere uh during the season that he was on pace for 40 plus, which he definitely would have hit if he was healthy. He definitely would have hit for 82 games. He was, he wasn't even halfway. Yeah. He was already at 26. So he probably would have hit 50 in, in, in that pace. Yeah. He he's, he's, he's getting the money worth for Montreal fans. You're looking good. And then you have Slefkovsky who obviously as a young kid got his first, you know, boots on the ground, boots on the ice, I should say, uh, for, for the, uh, for this season. And obviously if you weren't impressed, give him time. He looks like he'll be worth it. Just hopefully he's not a, a bust compared to Shane. Wright. So we'll, we'll see how they go head to head. Yeah. And I, I don't want to go too much into it, but I think Shane Wright is going to turn out uh, to be a good player as well. I think it's just one of those things where these guys need time and proper development. Things like Kako and Lafreniere, Lafreniere, you know, they didn't really get that proper development for whatever reason i mean or maybe they're just not the players that they were drafted to be um but we'll see you know i think slavkovsky is gonna i think he's gonna have a better year coming in his sophomore year but we'll find out we'll see yeah and uh another another guy that got moved in the the last uh day or two was uh provorov so let's talk about that yeah i mean columbus I like Columbus. I think they have a solid foundation there. Goudreau, Line A, uh, if he can stay healthy, you know. And now you add Provorov, you, you have a Jake Bean, you know, like hopefully he can uh, produce a little more. But Bokus is supposed Bonk, to be Bonk, a, Bonk a, too. He's supposed to be a good young guy. I, I think he has to develop a little bit more, but um, we'll see how that goes. I think. I mean, they have 16 million in cap adding Provorov in there and they don't really have many signings that they need to do, at least for this year coming. Um, so th- I'd say they're in a good place. I mean, they have a couple guys that they'll have to worry about come the 2024 season, uh, which again, we can kind of talk about in another episode. We'll go, we'll kind of deep dive everything, but um, I, I think they're in a good place. I, I think they have some holes to fill, um, but like realistically, I think, I think Flyers came out pretty nicely on this trade uh, with all the additions that they got with the draft picks and the the couple players that they added to their roster. Definitely, and I was gonna I was gonna mention that too. I mean, Columbus got a good guy in Provorov. Hopefully, he works out uh, better there than he did in Philly. But Philly got Philly got a good, pretty good package for him. Um, and you know, they're, they know what team they're going to be. They're not really truthfully, they're not going to compete. Um, they're, 
they're probably going to lose Dan, uh, D'Angelo, Van Riemsdyk. Um, I mean, maybe if uh, Couturier, right? That Couturier that he says. Yeah, you said that right. Yeah, maybe if he can stay healthy and play, that'll that'll have them be a little more competitive. But I don't know, man. They're looking to move Hart too. Like there's talks there. It kind of seems like they're just going to go in another weird full, maybe not full re build but they're doing some sort of retooling and yeah i think it's going to be another few years before that team is going to be competitive again and i think they made the right move though moving on from Provorov, getting some picks and hopefully building a uh a roster for the future it kind of seems that way right like they're kind of leaning more towards a rebuild or a retool again and it's like it's kind of weird because they've already kind of been in that stage so it's like it's kind of like they're going backwards more than forward, at least in, in like the perspective of us right now. So it's interesting like where they're going to go, especially if they get rid of Hart. Like, what are they going to get rid of Hart for? And like, is Cal Peterson what you added to be like your number one? Because clearly he wasn't that in, for the Kings, which is why they got rid of him, especially at $5 million for two more years. That's a big chunk of change. Um, so, well, right, because they, 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 I think they tried to make them like dead money almost, uh, if I'm not mistaken, by putting in there. I don't know if, if that wiped it off the board, but um, it's just, it's a lot. If, if he's not a number one, five million is a lot of money for a goaltender. And getting rid of Hart, who's supposed to be your number one, who's never really had that light shine on him, it's, uh, It'll be interesting to see where the the Flyers go from here on out. And mentioning the Flyers, you got to mention the Penguins. You know, bitter rivals. Obviously, uh, in two different, completely different situations, you have Kyle Dubas there now, and I think he's going to do some good there, trying to build some sort of future while also having his current core compete still for the Cup. Hopefully, Crosby can compete for one more. Maybe two, you never know. I mean, he's still locked in for two years. Malkin's locked in for three. Um, They really don't have a whole lot of signings. Maybe Jari, you know, they, they, I don't know if they're going to want to lock in Jari or if they're going to go a different route. Hey, maybe, maybe Hart goes there. I don't know. That's just speculation. They, Jari can't stay healthy and they need a goalie. I was just about to say that. Jari's been, kind of like a, a glass cannon, like he hasn't been able to stay healthy and it's been an issue for them. And DeSmith has sometimes been a, a clutch for him, but, you know, never got the job done in, in that scenario. Uh, so I, I can see where you're headed, but it'd be weird for the Flyers and the, the Penguins, a, a bit of yeah. rival to each other to, yeah. to make such a, a big trade and help the other team. It'd be, it'd be kind of strange. Yeah. It would. I don't. I don't think they'd ever do it. I think the fans would fight each other physically, and uh, you know, social social media wise. Like, I don't know. That wouldn't be good. But I think it, it would make sense. You know, like Penguins need a goalie, and Hart at one point has proved he can play an elite game. Um, but that's all speculation. They probably don't go that way. Hey, you know what? Maybe they try making an offer for Swayman. I would lose it, but. That'd be a sad day, but just just quick, and I'm not want I don't want to deep dive, but people are speculating. 
now's the time because Swayman's probably going to be our, our number one. So while we're riding on a high, get rid of Allmark to clear up space for other players. Cough, cough, Tyler Bertuzzi. <clears throat> um, so, I mean, that could be a possible destination for Allmark if we, some for whatever reason, trade him because apparently Sweeney's looking into that type of stuff of moving players. It's a possibility. You know, um, if we were to get rid of Allmark now would probably be the time. It would be. you know, he's most likely going to win the, uh, the Vesna. Yep. Um, what a great contract too! Five million for the next two years. Uh, he's still relatively young. If if any time were to be the time, it would be now. Personally, as a Bruins fan, I would hate to see it. Although Swayman is Swayman can be a number one. He could he could be relied on, can. and I think you have to eventually either get rid of him or move him into that that spot. To be honest, if you want to see him thrive and become the number one, I just don't want to see the hug go, man. They, you know what I, I mean? Think like, wants to see the hug go, yeah. dude, that hug, man, it just uh, makes me all happy and giddy when I see it. I it's don't want to stop fans seeing you're speaking it. Speaking for right there, yeah, exactly. Even fans in general, I've I've seen way too many people just like, you know, I hate how this team makes me feel, you know, type thing. Yeah, everybody hates the Bruins, but they love that. They love that type of shit, and you know what? I get it. I do too. Uh, and I think that would kind of. I mean, it's it's a business, you know, these things happen, but they're truthfully really good friends. And I think that would kind of hurt the morale a little bit if you got rid of either one of them. Obviously, yeah, you, you have to at some point, you know, they're not going to play together their entire career. But the Bruins definitely need to do something or move someone because they have way too many guys that are unrestricted free agents and... I don't know. If if I'm the Bruins in this situation, and again, I do want to make a full episode out of this. So like we're definitely gonna sit down and talk about this some more. But I think Grizzlick, Forbert, Riley are three guys that you kind of need to move because I I think we have some young guys that could step in and take those slots, or we could even get like a little bit more of like just depth pieces for those the third third and second pairs because I mean we have Lindholm we have McAvoy we have Carlo those are those are like our three lock-ins and I think we all have them on good deals so but I think that clears up some space but that doesn't really necessarily get rid of all the problems that we have um but just kind of rolling back a little bit to the to the whole Dubis situation because it's a pretty big situation if you're a Penguins fan I mean we were all speculating that this man was going to get signed as the, as the, as the GM, but this man got hired as the, the president hockey ops, yeah. uh, which is He's the big boy, which, which is what he wanted originally, I guess from, from all the talks in Toronto was, was he needed, he wanted that power where he was able to make the moves and didn't have to rely on a round table to, to get his yeses or no's, you know what I'm saying? Um, full control now, full control. And I mean, he has a, you are kind of already briefly like brushed over it, but has a pretty good core to work with. Uh, you know, you have your, all your top guys locked in for two plus years aside from Gensel and Jari. Uh, but a couple, couple slots to fill with 20 million cap space. That's bananas, man. Like he has, he has a lot of money to work with. He, he can do a lot with this team. Uh, so I think possibly getting another cup under Crosby and Malkin's belt. Um, and Latang can't count out Latang. Sorry, sorry, Penguins fans. 
Can never count out Latang. Yeah, he's just as important to that core as, as yeah. the other so guys it, there. It's, so. it's going to be interesting what, what Dubas does in this offseason. I think he's he's going to do this team justice. And and I think that's what they're, they put him in that situation for because I think they have the belief in him as well. So I'm excited. I'm excited. This is going to be... A, Definitely. This is an exciting offseason that's going to come up for a lot of teams. So we'll see where it goes. Yeah. And, you know, we'll we'll definitely go into it a bit more on uh, episode five because, you know, we don't want to get these too long-winded. Um, we, we'd like to keep them a little shorter, a little sweeter, but we definitely want to go into, you know, maybe the moves that they're... that they could make, maybe, you know, like... Come, come towards free agency, maybe speculate who they could go for, blah, blah, blah. Um, but I'm definitely intrigued to, uh, to see where the Penguins go with all that cap space and to see where the Bruins go with how little cap space they have and all the signings they still need to make. I mean, they don't have a 1C in Bergeron. You know, if he wants to come back, he'll, I'm sure he'll come back on another cheap deal, but I, I don't think Krejci comes back. So that's a one uh, or sorry, a 2C. Um, and Coyle could fit there. You know, maybe we can get a 3C. But with the money that Coyle's making, it's like you might as well slot him on 2C. I don't know. Might even be worth moving him to or trying to to see what you can get. Not, not And this yeah. is coming from a Bruins fan. Like, I like Coyle, but yeah. he is getting paid a lot. And th- five, three more years of $5 million is a lot of money that we could possibly break that money up into multiple players. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. Yeah. And... Our bottom six is pretty much just like it's just gonna be prospects. I feel you know, um, I don't know. It's gonna be a lot of it's gonna be interesting. Interesting off season coming up for a lot of teams, and I am definitely excited. Especially the draft. I cannot wait for the draft. Um, but yeah, more importantly, free agency, baby. Yeah, I'm excited for all the events that comes after the finals, the draft. The off the 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 free agency, it's where everything gets a little spicy. Um, but I think uh, I think we kind of covered majority of what we want to cover today. I think uh, we're gonna try to like you're saying, make this a little bit more shorter for you um, listeners, uh, so you're not sitting through like a whole movie listening to us practically. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Um, but yeah, we're, we're we're gonna briefly talk about you know, or well, not briefly, but we're gonna go over a lot of the, the cap projections and all that spicy stuff come next episode, probably a little bit, you know, covering what happens in the next couple of games of this finals, you know, we'll be watching. Hopefully you guys will be too. Oh yeah. And, uh, you know, the re- the only reason pretty much this episode got out so late was because of the, the vacation I was on. So we, we will have episodes coming out to you. Uh, a lot sooner, you know, rather than later type thing. Um, so we apologize for how late this has been. Or, uh, you know, I'm trying to say, I'm tired. I'm, I'm, we're getting, we're getting long-winded here, but you know what? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You, we're, we, we already know. We already know. Yeah, we already yeah. know what you're saying. They, we're, they we're, know we're gonna, what we're, we're trying they, to say. They know what we're trying to say. <laughs> we're going to keep it we're gonna keep people. within like a week time frame. Yeah, you know, we're, that's we're gonna try the to stuff keep right it there. there. So, you know, that's what so, I should have said, you know, not fucking, you know. Yeah, ooh. but they knew what you were saying. So we're, we're going we're gonna to end this here. We're going to, yeah. we'll see you guys next week probably. Year. Year. So thank you for stopping in. Listening to us, check out our yes. Instagram at What a Save Podcast. Yep. Uh, follow us on Spotify, Apple Music, 
or the, Apple Podcast. Sorry, not Apple Music. My apologies. Um, the whole shebang. The whole shebang. Yeah. Follow us on everything. Uh, hit that bell. If there's a bell, chime it. I don't know. Chime it. Ring um, that thing. Ring that fucking r- thing. Ring that thing. Stay tuned. Uh, but yeah, uh, thanks for listening. We are your hosts and we are out of here. See ya.